we're back. This is Chip with Real Dirt, and today we're just prank calling a bunch of friends, asking them about the State of the Cannabis Union. Wow, we've talked to Steve Geeter, Ron Edwards, both great guys out of California. We talked to my buddy Stacy J up in Netherland, and Fletcher over in, he was in Seattle today, Justin Jones, he was down in San Francisco. So, man, I think next year we're going to try to call Matt Bickle. Maybe he's uh, in between hustling some thousand light grow operation to be built and squatting 500 pounds. This guy's incredible. If you don't know Matt Bickle, you should check him out. Matt Bickle Instagram, Bickle Company Instagram, Bickle Co. Incredible dude. Let's see if we can get him on. He's been on the show before. Good buddy of mine. Here, here, let's see if we get him. Matt Bickle, are you the seventh caller? Yeah. Do I win a do I win a Camaro? <laughs> uh Trans Am. It's a Trans Am. Oh man, I wanted a Camaro. But you get it with the Firebird thing on the front. Yeah, that's true. I was just talking about that. Listen to like Leonard Skinner and driving one of those T Birds. You know, I mean, I would totally fucking rock an old school Firebird, man, that's for sure. I might oh, even grow absolutely. A, I might even grow a mustache for it. I believe it's a Fu Manchu, um, <laughs> is what you're required. Well, uh, Burt Reynolds mustache, that doesn't get away, that doesn't do it? Burt Reynolds, I believe, was a Fu Manchu. Once it goes below the lip, I believe it's considered a Fu Manchu. Oh, and- dang, <laughs> I, I did not realize. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Mead Mac Bickle, he is the authority of all things uh, cannabis, uh, working out nutrition, positivity, and mustache styles. Matt Bickle. Tanning consultant also. <laughs> awesome, Matt. Yeah, man. I'm just calling uh, people, all my friends around the country today and, and just chatting with them about the State of the Union of Cannabis today, 2018 in May. Just uh, what's going on in their lives, predictions, and, you know, I've, I've had a really interesting, it's going to be interesting stuff. You're going to like to listen to it. Awesome, man. I'm really excited. I, when you said you were doing it and the people you've been doing it with. I was certainly excited to to add my opinion, but also to hear everyone else's because at this point, you know, we're really just getting data from the people with their boots on the ground. And that's the only way to kind of understand the pulse of the industry right now, I feel like. So big transition has been the topic, really. Uh, Lots of transition right now. In my side of the industry, people are going out of business. I absolutely see people going out of business. Grow stores going out of business, manufacturers going out of business. Are you seeing any of your former clients or associates in the cannabis business deciding to give it quits or changing directions? Man, I'm not really. Where everywhere I'm at, things are booming right now. It's funny. If you wanted to look at a map and look west of Colorado and east of Colorado, where, you know, if you want to say Colorado is where it all started, it's where it all started for me, but Quite a bit of the industry, uh, legal industry started there. It's really funny because if you look east, you see nothing but, you know, people, big money moving in and people trying to work really, really hard and spend a lot of money for a very limited amount of licenses. And a lot of markets that don't really play to the advantage of the licensed owner just yet because of all the taxes they're going to involve and how limiting the states are to, to allow people to have medical marijuana licenses to purchase. So basically what I'm getting at is if you don't have enough patients, there's no money to be made and spent. And I think 
unfortunately it's it's turning into more of a money and greed game obviously we all know that is an, another part that we can go into but similar it, thing came up in my conversation earlier is now you have to go into business thinking that you're gonna like put money into it maybe not might not make money for several years before absolutely happen for you which is a different game plan than what's happened in the past and in most situations i i don't want to be stereotypical but in, in a good number of situations, the people that are putting up the money that aren't going to, you know, that are going to want their money back first are the same people that have no idea about how to grow a cannabis plant. And so their expectations and their thought process is that, you know, you put a seed in the ground and, and money comes up out of the ground and they don't realize the, the long process that it takes to dial in a facility, especially all these new facilities and all this new technology there's no instruction manual, you know, you, everybody's just winging it and, and doing the best they can to, to provide, you know, as much of their knowledge and data to the situation. But ultimately everyone in, in these new, big, huge grows all around the country. If you've got someone to really admit it, they'd be telling you that they're all winging it because, you know, there's only so much confidence can go into this thing without really knowing what's going on. You know, people are rolling dice for sure. If that's what you mean by winging it. People don't know what quite what they're doing, but they're going for it. That That is for sure. And, and I guess to finish, if you look to the west of Colorado, it's pretty funny. There's a lot of regulated markets that were not regulated and had really mature, abundant markets before regulation. So mm. specifically Oregon, California, even Washington. Washington. Yeah, and it's it's been really fun to watch those guys go through the headaches of Colorado because that's definitely more of where Colorado came from is a, a completely mature and, and healthy deregulated market that, that had to learn the rules and re, uh, regulations. The from the beginning. Only difference, yeah. And the only difference being that, you know, talk about this to all my grower buddies all the time. We got spoon fed the rules. We, we went from completely deregulated to just a little bit regulated to a little mm -hmm. bit more regulated. And, and I think that even though we, you know, we fought it with so much resistance and we were so weary of all the, the things that coming to us. We got to find them out over time. And, and these poor guys in California and Oregon are getting handed the whole entire rule book all at once. And if you look on the opposite side of that, the guys enforcing it had the same opportunities in Colorado to kind of spoon feed themselves into the industry and learn, learn facilities and plants. And I can only imagine what the people out in California, I can't imagine what the people in California and Oregon are dealing with, which is, you know, a, a police officer that's never seen a pot plant before in his life. And all of a sudden he's, he's their license, uh, you know, issuer. So a lot of cool, fun things to see across the country and, I think the West Coast is, is, in my opinion, the margins are tough if you don't already know what you're doing and aren't already pretty plugged into a community and have your own network that you've you know had for a long time. And I think on the East Coast, it's you really saturate yourself with competition as far as how many people are looking to play ball in such limited markets. And there's a lot of money and it's a lot of big players. And you know, not that that's not on the West Coast too, but you know, that's where you really see the the crazy, crazy funds and the crazy, crazy people coming out of the woodworks for businesses. Florida, there's Ohio, Maryland. There's quite a few states now that where you're really starting to see cannabis show up and be a big, huge blip on the radar. You're in San Diego now. Yes, sir, I am. For a, a training event for a period of time. Have you, uh, being over there the past few months, what different perspective have you gained over the industry? Man, so I'm in Southern California down in San Diego and the culture and the community is, is really 
really limited here. Um, I, I, it's nothing like I'm used to, and and it might just be the people I'm around is is the so the kind of perspective I get is is a little bit different. But um, I just don't see the like stores everywhere and. You know, and people flocking to releases of strains, and and you know, I I still haven't found really any good hash down here. Like, and you know, I don't know. I'm just I'm baffled. If my uh, my Instagram is Bickleco B I C K E L C O. If any good hash makers in San Diego think that they got the fire, <laughs> hit me up and let me know because I've certainly been um, unimpressed. And you hear so much about Southern California. And I think most of the good flour here is coming from Oregon, Washington, not grown down here yet. I'm getting ready to start building a grow um, down here with a fella. So I'm not, I'm going to try and can't trust anyone else. Do it yourself. So um, we're going to try and give it a shot down here with the client of mine. But besides that, it's been pretty interesting, you know, and I know there's a lot bigger culture up in LA, but um, San Diego has been pretty chill and just kind of being this far away from everything has been fun because I get to look at the whole country as a whole. And I'm sure excited to see where things are headed, man. Business is booming, dude. That's all I can say is business is booming. And there's a lot of reasons to be excited about the cannabis market. The last thing I'll leave you with is I've also learned that in any revolution where there's a bunch of money made, the reason there's a bunch of money made is there's a bunch of money lost. And if you look at the industrial revolution or any technological revolution that we've had, there's been a huge flock of money coming into a space with hopes of you know, big, huge returns and all kinds of crazy profits. But I think that yeah, the business fuels, is already here. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And what fuels, what fuels those, those crazy revolutions and those crazy profits that people walk away with insane, you know, Bill Gates kind of money is the people that are, are smart and mature and, and profit off the stupidity of others. So anyone that's listening to this, I would say, try not to be one of those stupid people and spend wisely because uh, it's not as easy as you think. No doubt, man. Well, hey, always full of uh, positivity and inspiration, and usually you got great extract. Good to talk to you, Bickle. Thanks for giving me your time, man. Thanks, man. Chip, I love you, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Love you, too. All right. That was Matt Bickle. Love you, man. Matt's awesome dude. Huge dude. Big heart. Powerful industry leader. That's for sure. For those of you who don't know, uh, Matt Bickle, Bickle Co., consulting company, leadership company in the cannabis industry, uh, helping people uh, develop some really big operations. And he's built huge, huge places, sophisticated places all over the country. If you're interested in that type of thing, check them out. All right. Let's see who else we got here. I think I'm just going to randomly call one of my East Coast friends. Let's see what happens here. Yo, man. What's up, dude? How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. So, hey, man, I'm ambushing you. Um, I'm recording this live. This is a real dirt broadcast. I'm not mentioning any names, but I'm just using you as an East Coast reference. You want to do this with me? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this particular individual, how should we refer to you? Do you want a superhero name? Yeah, absolutely. You want a superhero name? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you pick it out, I guess. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> all right. All right. Your superhero name is, oh, man, you're like Superbeard. Oh, I like Superbeard. 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 
has a huge beard. <laughs> he lives in New York City. Where where do you live there, Superbeard? Uh, the East Village. You live in the East Village. Man, I'm calling around people for my podcast, The Real Dirt Podcast, therealdirt.com, Real Dirt iTunes podcast, uh, and asking people about what's going on with weed where they are. And I've talked to industry leaders, and I decided, hey, man, I should just call some like random people that aren't involved, really. So, uh, Super Beard, he's a businessman. He's been in the marketing industry and is a marketer himself. But you're a consumer of cannabis, correct, Super Beard? Correct. Like, what level of, of what level of cannabis consumption would you consider yourself? I, I would say uh, it was a regular uh, smoker, a daily smoker. A daily uh, smoker. When the sun is down, that's the way I would define it. <laughs> and Super Bird only rises at night. <laughs> I like the winter a lot Alright, so tell me what's going on with weed in New York City, man Well, I gotta get it from a guy Who's generally uh, gonna tell me it's something And most often it's obviously not what he says Like I got I got Kush, I got, I got Sour Diesel And then it just shows up and it's whatever it is Exactly, yeah, it doesn't smell like what they say It doesn't look like what they say That kind of experience and then every once in a while, if you want to pay like premium, there are like then the best. And they, they seem to have what they claim to have. And I'm assuming it's because they have like a very legit hookup to someone who knows what they're getting. Right. Like if it were legit. You buy it from a guy on a corner or in, in a shop or, or how does it work? No, I, yeah, I, meet a, I meet a guy yeah, on a corner for sure, literally. <laughs> and some people will come over. It depends what kind of character. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So it's still very much like private market cannabis. Is there more weed available? There's plenty. Yeah, absolutely. A few years ago, I would say like four years ago, there was a few moments where there was some sort of issue. Mm -hmm. Just in general, word on the street, not just my experience. But now it's plentiful. The smell of ganja fills the air. (laughs) Actually, yeah. Compared to like Colorado or California, I find it bizarre that, uh, Walking around the city definitely smells like weed all the time as opposed to other places. I think people are always just smoking out a window somewhere on some block. And what about conversation? People talk about weed more? Is it part of like popular culture now? Do people like attitude or vibe different? A- absolutely. Yeah, it's 100% different. The, the NYPD, I can't remember how many years ago, but a few uh, decriminalized like X amount of cannabis. And it being like if you had a joint or so. So it's one of the reasons you smell it a lot more because they just, just essentially throw it away, I think is what they really do. And you get a ticket for up to X amount. I don't know the exact number. I think it's just anything under an ounce. It's a ticket. And then over that is another story. So people became so liberal with it. That started with Brooklyn, the NYPD over there. They have their own boss, and he came up with that to stop, like, nonsense arrests. And so after that, yeah, it became very obvious <laughs> that it was everywhere. Right, right. And, and conversation as well, for sure. <laughs> Just as it, it booms in California, right? There's a huge connection to the West Coast from here. Do you ever know where your weed comes from? Sometimes. Right. Every once in a while, it, it, it's from someone who does know. That's generally the premium price, of course. That, that generally uh, comes from California. And then uh, every once in a while, uh, people will talk about getting things from Montreal. Are people Just straight up from here. Oh, right. Can't care. Right. Canada. People talk about recreational weed or medical weed or legal weed in any way. Yeah, absolutely. Because everybody's trying to figure out when that's going to happen. And not, not everybody, most people are. It just has become very relevant as that it's like a big industry. And uh, we go through these interesting waves in certain neighborhoods where you see a bunch of 
glass and like paraphernalia shops pop up. And uh, a lot of people speculate that what they're doing is waiting for a moment to then have the retail space for a dispensary and whatnot. There's a, there, there are a few dispensaries in the city, but they're not at street level, so they don't have signs or anything. They're up in buildings. Oh, sure, sure. That are sure. for medical. Wow, super beard. So what kind of weed are you smoking on now? It's nighttime uh, I'm there. I'm smoking uh, on, on, on some Skittles that I got from a, a guy I know. Skittles from a guy you know. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, this was, a spe- this was a special guy that I know. This wasn't the normal uh, meet me on a corner fella. And uh, yeah, absolutely. It is uh, it's premium. De-stressing. Premium. Awesome. I love Skittles. I, I, I'm going to... I'm going to go search up a Skittles joint in the next couple of days here. Somebody's got some, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, Superbeard. Well, hey, man, thanks for chatting with me. And I'm going to keep on uh, prank calling my friends. Awesome. Thanks for giving me a ring, sir. (laughs) Later, Superbeard. Later, buddy. Oh, shit. Hysterical, Superbeard. Oh, awesome. That's great. Average Joe on the street. Let's see who else I can get here. All right, let's let's try to call this guy. Hello, my man. What's happening, Mister Chip? Oh man, I'm just uh, having a good time. What are you doing, buddy? I just cut the front yard grass, and I'm having a good time, also. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know you know what I'm doing, man. I'm calling up my friends, talking to them about the state of the cannabis union. You want to be a part of this? I won't mention your name or anything. Yeah, I want to be. I don't care if you mention my name. <laughs> Hell yeah, this is my good buddy. I'm so pro fucking that. But uh, well, I mean, if, if, if they put me in handcuffs, like, dude likes weed, I'm like, well, fuck it. <laughs> dude going to jail for liking weed. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, this is my buddy, good buddy Jake from a hometown. I've just been calling people up all over the country, talking to them about, like, what's going on right now with weed. And it's been, it's been like, you know, industry people. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I should call some, some just like regular Joe weed smokers. And, you know, you came to mind. Oh, that's good. Because <laughs> the Great American Smokeout was always good. Oh, the Great American Smokeout. Me and Jake and a couple of other people put on a, uh, an annual party when we were in college age, I suppose. Around we Christmas. College. Yeah, <laughs> I said college age. Around Christmas, we had we had we had all get together, and uh, we were supposed to like chip in on a bunch of weed, but it was usually just like me buying it. And uh, <laughs> no nah, bullshit, man. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just joking. It was, it was a community. Effort. It was all. It was a community effort. It was totally a community effort. I'm just joking. It was a community effort. And we had smoked tons of weed at the time. It'd be like, how much weed would it be? Like an ounce, two ounces? Probably because we rolled those damn foot long stupid joints. You know, you're right. It probably was more than an ounce of weed, but nobody, we weren't keeping track back then. Well, <laughs> no. And it was, you couldn't hardly find it because they had this old crackdown bullshit. So, man, can you get weed there now? Yeah. It's not, it's a, and, and, and what kind of weed is it? Do you know? Does it come with a yeah, name or anything? It's, it's good from, weed. It's, it's from where y'all get it. Right. You think, yeah, uh, most of it comes from Colorado, California, West Coast type thing. Yep. Right. Yes. Right. right. I mean, no sense of going south of the border. Yeah. Did you still see import weed, Mexican weed? No. I mean, it's, 
I mean, if you do, it's just edibles because it's so damn cheap. Oh, right, right, right. But really, nah, I don't, don't yeah. like any of that. Sure. I like, I like all the name brands. That, yeah, totally, totally. How, how much does it cost there? Um, a buck fifty and oh for good. Wow. That used to be 90 a quarter. <laughs> Shit. Damn, man. Wow. Times have changed. That's for sure. Because what happened was those people in out west can't get rid of it. So they're selling it for fucking dirt cheap over here. Right. Flooding the market. Right. It's everywhere, they say. That's what they say, man. Yeah. That's what they say. So do people, like, you smell it out in public more? Is it, is it socially acceptable like that? Well, everybody does a pins around here when they're going out. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> sure, vape pens are perfect for the South. <laughs> That's what we do anyway. I don't know so how you still have to hide it. Cause... You still have to hide it. Oh, you know, they don't let you smoke weed so much in public anymore just because it's, nah, they don't but... like you smoking cigarettes either. So you can't get away yeah, with they it. Don't... Right. Like you used to. We just don't. You know, know every alleyway in downtown. So, you know me, Jake. I'm firing up fat joints everywhere I go. Well, obviously. (laughs) 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 But that's the way it ought to be. (laughs) That is the way it ought to be. Because I drink like, like I'll go out. I used to drink like 12 beers when I went out. I'll drink like two. Right. And then ice water. And it's been beneficial for my liver's health. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because because uh uh you can also use use cannabis sometimes yeah well i eat i make a firecracker so i eat mm. i do edibles before i go out so that's cool right. i have a good good talk with the uber drivers <laughs> and then you just go out do people are, are people talking about legalization there oh yeah i think it's gonna be two years i think it's gonna finally now classify it less and then it's gonna be fine medical is gonna be here shortly you mean you mean federally legal yeah right right well it's gonna i think they're gonna turn it out like alcohol they ought to mm-hmm. well it ought to be nothing i mean it's a freaking plant oh yeah absolutely absolutely well that's awesome to hear man you know georgia was always one of the most strict had some of the most strict cannabis laws in the country and oh i know but we have a couple of people doing the cbd oil crap mm-hmm. well not crap because it does well for kids with seizures and shit but people are like okay this kid had seizures two thousand a day or something that's probably over exaggerating but then you see them put a drop in there in like 10 minutes the dude's fine I'm like how can you as a senator or politician whatever the fuck you are how can you say well, we're not sure about this. Yeah, right. Makes right. no freaking like, sense. There's no evidence that this actually works. Yeah, except the uh, <laughs> video <laughs> proof. They were faking that. I don't know. They Do you need to that. sit in there and hold their hand and cry because these dudes having a seizure? Right. Yeah. Oh, man, CBD is amazing. It is amazing at its healing properties. You know, our dog, uh, Alice the Coonhound, you've met her. Uh, she's yeah, I saw that on Facebook. Yeah. You said that shit worked well. Man, she has had this cyst on her that we started to put it on, and it's reduced the size of the cyst, right, by like three quarters, right? Uh, she's uh, definitely a happier dog just by taking it internally. 
you know, she's got the arthritis. She's an old doggo. She hears us talking about her, so she's coming to sniff me out. Uh, but yes, and, and for people, I have migraines. CBD works incredible for the migraines. Jake, thanks for chatting with me, man. I appreciate you uh, chatting with me about weed over there in the, the Southland. Yeah, I might be out there for the dead and company. Oh, uh, awesome. I think I might in catch Boulder. A Phil and friends this weekend. Um, That'd be sweet. Yeah, you should fly out. I think they're playing tomorrow or Friday. <laughs> That's a little bit of quick notice. <laughs> on that deal. All right, bud. Hey, it was but good yeah. chatting with you, man. Thank you. Yeah, I'll holler at you soon, man. Later. Later. Oh, wow. That guy, Jake, is hysterical. He's one of my most funniest friends. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, let's see who else we can get up in here. My man, Hello. I'm just calling friends around the country, uh, kind of ambushing them to talk to them about weed. Now, I can keep your name out of it. Here's what I'm going to ask you. So you're in a, a rural area in uh, Tennessee, northern Georgia. Something. <laughs> yes, sir. Right. Do, do, can you can you get read weed readily these days? Uh, yeah, there are connections here and there for sure. Right. And, and is it more than used to be? Nope, it's uh, coming down in price. Oh, right, right. There, so that's what I meant. So it's cheaper and there's more weed than there used to be. Oh, um, it's easier I guess. To get. I reckon I'm a little bit out of the loop, but uh, yeah, 250 an ounce is my understanding of the norm anymore. So what level of weed smoker are you? Oh, I meant to give you a superhero name at the beginning so I could like refer to you as somebody. <laughs> all, right, all right, let's stop. We're going to stop. Let me give you a superhero name here. Okay. Let's see. <clears throat> High Crow. I'm going to call you High Crow. I, it's not really a superhero uh, name. It's more your like a, a spirit guide name. Right? I can handle that. That High, sounds good. High Crow. Is your, it's your spirit guide name. <laughs> All right. High Crow. Right on. 250 bucks an ounce. What level of weed smoker are you? A daily medicinal stress uh, relief. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay. Half a dozen times a day. <laughs> Keep myself even feel, right? Do you use a pen? Uh, I have uh, access to pens every once in a while, but no, I'm a, I'm a, a bong, bong boy. Bong. Bong. Yep. Awesome. Bong man. Yeah. Bong man. Love my third lung. Third lung. Now, Hycro, he's in his early 50s. That's right. It's hard to say that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I know how old I am. Too. I'm 45 today. Uh, is it today? It is. I know not today, but just like. <laughs> no, I got you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's man. a tough thing to deal with. Yeah, totally. Uh, how many people that you know that are still in your age bracket consume cannabis like you do? Um, most of the people I know. <laughs> uh, who are who are my age are daily so it's not just the kids users. doing this stuff oh no man it's uh, it's uh, a necessity for us older guys the rickety bones it's hard being high crow i know i know the stunts and the feats you go through <laughs> that's right <laughs> uh things uh, seem to last a little longer physically and uh yeah my weed helps me get through yeah, I took a bail on a skateboard the other day, and uh, it, it I did not quite bounce back like I wanted to. It's funny how that shit kind of lasts a little longer than it <laughs> used to. 
<laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Well, literally, when I hit the cement, I was just like, <clears throat> right? I didn't bounce at all. <laughs> no, you don't like, bounce splat, anymore. Splat, splat. <laughs> felt like a bug on a windshield, right? Uh-huh. And then, like, fortunately, I had a, a large spliff of cannabis with me at the time, so I just stood up, dusted myself off, and fired the joint up. Exactly. You know, I felt and, better. Uh, and you felt better about it. I did feel better about it. I did mm-hmm. about it, high crow. So are people talking about legalization in your area or dispensaries or anything like that? A change in the, in it? No, not so much. We're in the Bible belt, bro. It's uh, not going to be happening quite as easily here. I don't think so. There's not as much talk about it. Uh, of course it's brought up, but you know, the thoughts of reality uh, of it happening in this area are, uh, I don't know. They seem a little distant still. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But who knows? It's all it's all changing. It is all changing. What about like the social acceptance of it? It has opened up much more for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, fire up around a bonfire, a bunch of, you know, around a bunch of uh, drunken buffoons and they don't give us the harassment as much as they used to. A few <laughs> of them actually step over into the circle hey, hey. now. Hey, I see. Okay, we can talk about this in public now. Right. Can I have a exactly. hit off that doobie? That's right. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, uh, dude, thanks for chatting with me. Uh, hi, Crow. My uh, pleasure. The real dirt, man. <laughs> the real, You're a badass. The real, the real dirted. <laughs> real dirty. That's right. I hope I, I answered uh, some questions helpfully. You, you, you did, you uh, did, you did. Hey, hey, and you, you know, just hang on the line so you can get your prize afterwards. But uh, thanks, thanks for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> right on, we appreciate it definitely. Wow, that was a pretty fun episode. Uh, it was really great to talk to people all over the country and in all levels of the cannabis industry and uh, cannabis world, so to speak. We talked to consumers up and down the East Coast. We talked to growers, dispensary owners, consultants, nurserymen, all levels of people in the industry. And I really get a vibe that there's this transition going on and there's people really ready to take the bull by the horn, so to speak, and try to be part of the new cannabis. New cannabis, it's going to be different. It's different. One of our guests talked about the, I believe Fletcher talked about the three phases He felt like we were in phase two of this industrialization of the product. Maybe he's right. It's definitely changing. It used to be a high-risk reward. Now it's become a a standard business and a speculatory business where people are developing brands for years to come and products for years to come. No longer, it seems, or is it just mom and pop and the idea of the cannabis industry, they're not the only people that are becoming involved with dispensaries, with grows, with extraction, with edibles, uh, and production of all types. It's now it's becoming, you know, uh, business people in all other segments of business society, whether it's uh, owning subways or uh, whether it's uh, publicly traded companies or engineers or software developers. Many high-level business people are joining the cannabis industry for the better and for the worse. You know, on the one hand, is they do bring a level of sophistication to business and technology and marketing that really brings cannabis from the back alleys and the street corners that it's still being sold onto into the stores and dispensary ways. 
that level of consumer trust is really what I'm interested in in the cannabis industry and, you know, the brands, the marketing, the packaging. I see that as really being a, a way forward. And I'm not quite sure how it's going to work, but so many people want to grow cannabis and that's great. If you have a passion for it, you should do that. If you want to be in the cannabis industry, there's so many other ways to be in the cannabis industry, you know, and that's on the business side. On the smoker side, we've got all kinds of opinions of, uh, you know, 250 an ounce, 150 bucks an ounce, uh, easy to get, buy it on the street corner, have to look for it. But it's common that people still smoke every single day, uh, regardless of how hard it is to get. So it's real interesting that the demand for cannabis is so high, and I think it's going to continue to raise the production's going to increase as well. And there's a new land in all of that. You know, it's supply and demand economics, of course. Something's going to happen. Something's happening right now with the industrialization and the commercialization of large-scale cannabis growing and efficient cannabis growing. We're going to see a revolution. We're going to see a change. This is Chip Baker with The Real Dirt. Thank you for joining me today. It's been an excellent day. To me, it was literally uh, 12 hours of calling up people and, and chatting about cannabis. So I'm glad we got to cut it down and for you to enjoy it. You know, if you're interested in this episode or other episodes of The Real Dirt, check us out at therealdirt.com or our podcast, The Real Dirt iTunes. Now, look in specifically for The Real Dirt podcast on iTunes. There's a couple other real dirts around there and uh, make sure you get the real dirt podcast. That's uh, only distributed by the real dirt. Thanks for joining me once again. Have a great afternoon, evening, morning, lunchtime, uh, whatever this podcast brings you. Stay high. Stay high.